Hey everyone, I'm Gabrielle Santiago and welcome to Living Revelations Podcast. We're here to help you find God real in everyday life. We will be talking about how to hear from God, how to have a relationship with Him, and what it looks like to walk into your God-given purpose as you do life with God. I want to invite you to take life a step at a time closer to Christ with us. This is Finding God Real in Everyday Life. Hey guys, this is Gabby. Thanks for tuning in. So today I wanted to talk with you all about practicing the foundational things. So God has been reminding me the importance of practicing the things that he says, which we could say are foundational things in our faith. And the Lord was showing me that many people have fallen because they have failed to practice the elementary things, the foundational things that we are called to do as believers in Christ. You know, for example, guarding our heart, giving thanks, you know, like these things could be so simple Yet it's these very things that we need to continue to practice so that we don't fall. Someone has shared this recently and they had asked the question, how do we finish strong? And the person that answered was mentioning how in order for us to finish strong, we need to make sure that we practice and daily surrender our lives and do the very things that God is calling us to do every single day. And when he shared that, it made me realize like, wow, strength is about perseverance. It's about doing the foundational things every single day. It's because the day that we don't do the things that God is calling us to do is the day that we allow the enemy to devour us. It's the day that we fall into sin. And so it's so important, like we can't afford each day not to do the foundational things. And so I really pray that today's message would really encourage you all to just be more mindful of the foundational things. Even today, you know, I realized that I was having a resentful heart towards someone. And the Lord reminded me, Gabby, you need to rejoice, right? You need to rejoice always. You need to give thanks. We can't have bitterness and anger flow in our hearts. And it's those little things that we have to pick up and change our hearts. You know, maybe you're in a place where you have unforgiveness, you have jealousy, whatever you have in that heart that you know isn't of God, we need to like literally nip it out of our hearts right away, right? We need to take captive every thought and make it obedient to Christ. And so it's so important that we practice these foundational things in order to continue to to walk faithfully Because at the end of the day, we're all going to face Jesus, right? And we want to hear him say, well done, good and faithful servant. We want to make sure that we've loved well. And so I've just been in a season these past, I mean, I don't even know if I should say season, but these past couple of months, just really being mindful of the foundational things that the Lord is asking me to, like guarding my eyes, spending time with him, giving thanks, you know, not thinking negatively and all these things. And so I'm really excited to just go through these points that I really believe will be just life-bearing for you all. So the first foundational thing that I wanna cover is guarding your heart. God has really been putting this in my heart, um, you know, for you all and even for myself. And he was just reminding me that we live in a generation where we so need to guard our hearts, right? We have access to technology and social media where we can easily see dark things. And so how much more in our generation do we need to be guarding our eyes? You know, people back then, many times they just spend time outside. They didn't have a cell phone, right? And so obviously they still have to guard their eyes, but we need to do it more so than they had to, right? Because we have access, like I mentioned, to our phones, to technology, the computer, YouTube. And it's so important, guys, that you guard your eyes. And I'm speaking to myself because there have been times where, you know, I used to follow certain fashion bloggers that obviously are tolerating lust. And I... Without me realizing, I start, that lust that they're carrying starts getting on me. 
you know, where I start wanting to dress lustfully. And maybe for you, it could look differently. You know, maybe, um, you know, I'm going to touch upon social media real quick, but maybe there are certain, you know, people or maybe certain posts have shown up that have caused you to lust, you know? And so, like, we have to make sure we guard our eyes, that we don't look at such things, you know, because many times we fall into sin because we don't guard ourselves right. And I want to read here in Proverbs 4, Proverbs 4, 20 and 27, it says, My son, pay attention to what I say. Turn your ear to my words. Do not let them out of your sight. Keep them within your heart. And so God tells us here that it's so important that we keep his commands in our heart. For they are life to those who find them and health to one's body. Above all else, guard your heart for everything you do flows from it. So God here is telling us above everything else, guard your heart because everything you do flows from it. Which means that guarding our heart is also guarding what we see, guarding what we hear, guarding what we say, guarding what we think. Because if we don't guard our eyes, our ears, then we don't guard our heart. And when we don't guard our heart, we're going to give in to sin. We're going to give in to idolatry, which is eventually going to pull us away from the Lord. And so it's so important, guys. I really want to touch upon social media because I know it's a big thing and I'm not against it. But I want to make sure that you guys are guarding what who you're watching, right? Who are you watching on YouTube as well? Like make sure you're watching people that edify. Paul even says in Philippians 3.17, join together and following my example, brothers and sisters. And just as you have us as a model, keep your eyes on those who live as we do. So guys, I want to ask you a question. Who are you looking to? Where are your eyes gazing at? Who are you paying attention to? Because Paul tells us here to keep our eyes on those who live as he does. And so if Paul is telling us to keep our eyes on, on those who live holy, those who have pure hearts before God, that means when we keep our eyes on those who don't live godly, it will harm us, right? And so it's so important, I want to really emphasize this, that you really watch what you're watching. And we have to ask ourselves, what are we giving majority of our time to? You know, are we spending most of our time watching ungodly people, watching things on YouTube, watching things on social media? Like, mind you, the Lord says in his word, guard your heart, right? Paul even reminds us, keep your eyes on those who live as we do. And so it's so important that we keep our eyes, right, on Jesus and those who follow Jesus, those who are Christ-like. Because we can't think that like, oh, I, I already know I'm not going to fall into that. I'm not going to tolerate lust. I'm not going to talk that way. Like when you listen to someone talk, you're going to talk like them, right? Like let's not think that we're above that. We are flesh, right? We are flesh. Of course, we have the spirit of God, but the spirit of God is going to lead us to not be with those kind of people, to not watch those kind of things. The spirit of God is going to lead us to guard our hearts. And so let us follow the spirit, right? And guard ourselves. I want to continue reading Proverbs 4. So verses 23, I'm going to read 23 to 27. It says, Above all else, guard your heart, for everything you do flows from it. Keep your mouth free of perversity. Keep corrupt talk far from your lips. Let your eyes look straight ahead. Fix your gaze directly before you. Give careful thought to the paths of your feet and be steadfast in all your ways. Do not turn to the right or left. Keep your foot from evil. And so the rest of these verses also tie into what that first verse says, above all else, guard your heart, right? Because watching what we say is guarding our hearts. Making sure we don't walk and do evil is guarding our heart, right? Like if you're giving into evil, you're not guarding your heart. And so being steadfast in all our ways, like make this your prayer, like guard, 
like, Lord, help me to guard my heart. Keep corrupt talk far from my lips. Let my eyes fix straight at you. Help me, Holy Spirit, to give careful thought to the paths of my feet. Help me to be steadfast in all my ways. Help me to not turn to the right or to the left and keep my foot from evil. Right? Make this your prayers. But these are foundational things, guys. Because if we don't guard our heart, we will fall. Right? We will fall. Remember Joseph in Genesis, when Potiphar's wife tried to go at him, he wasn't like, oh, I, I already know that I'm not... I'm not gonna, you know, sleep with her. I'm, I'm strong enough. I'm gonna stay with her. Like, no, he fled from her, right? He fled from her. And scripture says, flee from temptation. And so that is also an act of guarding our hearts. And so it's so important, guys, because we've seen mighty men fall. We've seen people go wayward. And so let us keep the foundational things so that we can end strong. Hebrews 6, one to two says, therefore, let us move beyond the elementary teachings about Christ and be taken forward to maturity, not laying again the foundation of repentance from acts that lead to death and of faith in God, instruction about cleansing rites, the laying on of hands, the resurrection of the dead and eternal judgment. So Paul even here tells us like, let us move on beyond the elementary teachings of repentance, right? Like let us not keep falling into sin and having to repent. You know, like, of course, God is a loving and merciful God, but we're called to move beyond that. Right? We're called to continue keeping the foundational things, but to move beyond those things, you know, and to move beyond the elementary teachings is going to require us to keep those elementary teachings, to keep those foundations. So the second foundational thing that I want to um, share with you all today is meditate on the word daily. So something that Michael and I have been practicing is just sharing verses. You know, we'll text each other verses throughout the day because we are called to wash one another with the word, especially for you, those who are married. We are called to wash one another with the word, wash our children with the word, if you guys are parents. But in order to wash others with the word, we have to ourselves meditate on the word, right, daily. Psalm 1, 1-2 says, Blessed is the one who does not walk in step with the wicked or stand in the way that sinners take or sit in the company of mockers, but those whose delight is in the law of the Lord, who meditate on his law day and night. Guys, we are called to meditate on his word daily. It's not enough just to spend time with God in the mornings or once a week, right? We need to like spend time with the Lord daily and meditate on his word. There's power when we fix our eyes on his word. In Joshua 1.8, God tells Joshua, keep the book of the law always on your lips. Meditate on it day and night so that you may be careful to do everything written in it. Then you will be prosperous and successful. So the word meditate here means to mutter, to speak, right? Meditate the word day and night, so that you may be careful to do everything written in it. So God here is telling us in order for us to be careful to do everything in God's word, we have to first meditate in his word, right? In order for us to actually obey God's word, we have to meditate in God's word. So it's so important that throughout the day we meditate. You know, there are certain chapters that Michael, my husband, will meditate on, right? Job 31. Um, there are certain passages that I meditate on. You not being anxious. Do not be anxious about everything, but in everything through prayer, you know, with thanksgiving, bring your request to God. Like there are certain things that I have to meditate on. And so really pick out your verses or even invite the Holy Spirit in. Like, God, you know, what is my daily bread? What are things that you want me to meditate on throughout the day? And God promises that when we meditate on his word and we obey it, we will be prosperous in everything that we do. Proverbs 6, 21 and 22 says, 
My son, keep your father's command and do not forsake your mother's teaching. Bind them always on your heart. Fasten them around your neck. When you walk, they will guide you. When you sleep, they will watch over you. When you awake, they will speak to you. So here in Proverbs, God is telling us, bind the word always on your heart, right? Around your neck. Because when we do this, when we walk, they will guide us. When we sleep, they will watch over you. And so this shows us, guys, the power of meditating God's word, that it will protect us. So I want to encourage you, how can you meditate on God's word more in your day? Right, like I want to make this as practical as I can be. Start thinking about, okay, how can I actually implement meditating the word of God daily in my life? Do I need to set reminders? You know, should I be spending my lunch breaks taking 20 minutes, 10 minutes meditating on God's words? Like really be practical and ask the Holy Spirit how you can meditate on his word, how you can practice this foundational thing daily. Deuteronomy 6, 5 to 9 says, Love the Lord your God with all your heart, with all your soul, with all your strength. These commandments that I give you today are to be on your hearts. You see this pattern? God wants his word to be marked in our hearts and it's going to look like something. Right? We're going to have to live our lives daily giving and looking at God. right? Because even the word says like where your heart is, that's where your treasure is. And so where we fix our gaze, we're going to want that. You know, um, I'm going to give an example. My, my husband loves watching food videos. And I've noticed that whatever he tends to watch, he wants to eat. Right? And this shows you that what you keep your eyes on is what you're going to want. And that's why, you know, I always encourage him and we encourage one another. Listen to things that will fill your soul. Right? Fix your eyes on God. Because when we fix our eyes on the worldly things, we're going to want the worldly things. But when we fix our eyes on God's word, we're going to want God's word. We're going to desire to do God's word. So verse 7 says, impress them on your children. Talk about them when you sit at home and when you walk on the road, when you lie down and when you get up. Tie them as symbols on your hands and bind them on your foreheads. Write them on the door frames of your house and on your gates. So these are important things that God is telling us, right? Talk about the word, even to our children. Put them on the wall, bind them. I mean, obviously we, you know, we can't like, I mean, you can, but you can't really bind all of God's word in, our, in your wrists. But like I said, what does it look like to practically keep the word in our hearts? Right? Like maybe having a notepad on your phone where you have certain verses that you choose to meditate for the day. That's what I do. But like, ask the Lord, how can I practically bind your word in my heart daily? The third foundational thing that I want to cover is obey the word of God. Guys, this is like simple, but many times we don't do it. And I know I'm preaching to myself, but we need to obey the word of God. Do what is right. Right? As long as we obey God's word, we are guaranteed to finish strong. We are guaranteed to live faithful lives because to be faithful unto God is to obey Him. God even says, I rather have your obedience than sacrifice. Proverbs 27 says, The righteous lead blameless lives. Blessed are their children after them. Right? There is something beautiful about living a blameless life. You know, stop with this whole thinking like, oh, that's so righteous or that is so religious. Like, yes, it's religion that God accepts. God wants us to live righteously. God wants us to be set apart. His scripture says, be holy for I am holy. Right? And we're promised that our children will be blessed, that the things that we do will be blessed. Right? There is a blessing with obeying the word. Yes, there is grace, but God's grace does not permit us to sin. God's grace covers our sins so that we can then live a blameless life. Proverbs 21.21 says, whoever pursues righteousness and love finds life, prosperity, and honor. So, you know, God's been reminding me that 
being a child of God looks like something. You know, recently I happened to run into someone's profile on social media and I didn't even think they were a believer just by the way they were dressing. Honestly, it was just by the way they were dressing. And on their bio, it said, child of God. And in that moment, the Lord reminded me, Gabby, a child of God looks like something. And so guys, I want to encourage you and remind you to be a child of God. It looks like something. We actually have to live like a child of God. You know, uh, I'm not going to go through, there's so much that the word calls us to do, but I'm just going to share some scriptures where God shows us that if we do something, then we are a child of God, right? Matthew 5, 9 says, blessed are the peacemakers for they will be called children of God. Uh, Matthew 5, 43 to 44 and 48, it says, you have heard that it was said, love your neighbor and hate your enemy. But I tell you, love your enemies and pray for those who persecute you. Be perfect, therefore, as your heavenly Father is perfect. And then verse 45, it says, that you may be children of your heaven and Father. And so here from just these two verses, we can see that children of God are those that pursue peace, right? That love their enemies. And there's obviously more in the word of God. It says for us to have pure hearts, right? The pure in heart will see God. So I want to encourage you guys, obeying God is saying, I am a child of God. If we want to declare that we're a child of God, then we're declaring, I choose to obey God's word. So the last thing that I want to cover um, is spending time with Jesus, guys. This is the most important thing, right? It's a foundational thing, it's basic. All these things that I talked about today are very foundational, basic things. But these things that I covered are so important for us to finish strong, to walk faithfully every single day. Because guys, like you are called to be the light, right? Jesus says that we are ambassadors. Right? He, is, he wants us to share his love, to draw people to reconciliation, that he's given us the ministry of reconciliation. But understand that we can't help others reconcile with God if we are ourselves reconciled to God. If we keep falling into sin, if we don't practice these foundational things, we will fall into sin. And so it's so important that we practice these foundational things. And the last thing I want to cover is spending time with Jesus. Guys, we can't live out the spirit of God, like the fruit of the spirit without Jesus. It's gonna require us to spend time with him. You know, I've been talking about this with my husband that we can know something, right? We can know that we're called to be patient. We can know not to worry. But sometimes like, you know, we're gonna have those days where we worry and the knowledge itself isn't enough. We're gonna have to go to God and say, God, I'm worried, I need you right now, right? We need the spirit we, and we need his spirit to speak to us to lead us into scripture, but that's gonna require us to give him time, to spend time with God. And Jesus even says in John 15, I am the vine and you are the branches. Apart from me, you can do nothing, right? Apart from him, we can do nothing. But we, if we abide in him, we will bear much fruit. And so guys, this requires, like abiding in him requires spending time with God. I wanna read the passage in Luke 10. This is the passage of Mary and Martha. I'm sure many of you guys have heard. But this is such an important passage. Even I have to remind myself to always put God first, to always give my time to him, to give my heart and my devotion to him. Because my prayer for you all is that we all would have a single-hearted devotion to Jesus, that our hearts wouldn't give away. God doesn't want a divided heart because a divided heart isn't loving God with all our heart, soul, mind, and strength. Right? That's God's greatest commandment is that we would love him with all our heart. So Luke 10, 38 to 42, Jesus says, as Jesus and his disciples were on their way, he came to a village where a woman named Martha opened her home to him. She had a sister called Mary, who sat at the Lord's feet, listening to what he said. But Martha was distracted by all the preparations that had to be made. She came to him and said, Lord, 
Don't you care that my sister has left me to do the work by myself? Tell her to help me. Martha, Martha, the Lord answered, you are worried and upset about many things, but few are needed or indeed only one. Mary has chosen what is better and it will not be taken away from her. And so whenever I read this passage, what always hits me is that Jesus said one thing is only needed and Mary did that, which is sitting at his feet and listening to him. And so guys, I wanna encourage you, even though you may have a million things that you have to do, urgent, important things, nothing is more important than you sitting at Jesus' feet and listening to him. It doesn't mean that you listen to him all day and you forsake responsibilities, but you know what I mean, right? You can take 10 minutes to be with the Lord because I guarantee you when you take those 10 minutes, whatever you have to do, you're gonna be able to be empowered to do it well versus doing it with a weary heart, right? And when we tolerate weariness, when we tolerate bitterness, when we tolerate anger, it's only gonna lead us to sin. And so it's so important that we take the time to listen right? Spending time with Jesus, listening to what he has to say. And so I pray that all these foundational things have blessed you guys. You know, this is something that God really put in my heart and I believe will be timely for you all. But you know, start keeping these things like daily. God, how can I better guard my heart? How can I better obey your word? What are some things that maybe you have made promises to God that you aren't doing, right? It's time that we practice the foundational things because I believe that God wants you to walk in a, in a, a season of acceleration. He wants to bring those blessings. He wants to open doors, but he needs you to do your part. So I would love to pray for you all today. God, I thank you so much, Lord, for every single person listening, Lord. God, you know exactly where they're at. And I thank you, God, that you're a loving God, that you're merciful and that we don't have to walk away condemned, but that we can walk away with this conviction, eager, with fervency, to love you with all our hearts, to practice the foundational things. God, I pray for every single listener, God, that you would show us what we need to get right, that you would show us how we can be better at practicing these foundational things. Lord, we want to love you with all our heart, soul, and mind. And I pray, Lord, for those who maybe have been, just feel like there's been a lot of heaviness in some of you guys in your hearts. Maybe some of you have been tolerating unforgiveness or anger or bitterness. But God, I just pray, Lord, whoever may be tolerating that, I pray that they would surrender it to you, God. And Holy Spirit, that you would speak truth into their lives, that you would replace those lies, God, with your life, with your word, and that they would leave, God, with a pure heart, with a light heart, God, full of your love and joy. So I thank you, Lord. In Jesus' name, amen. So I pray that you guys have been blessed by this message. Please don't forget to also share this. You never know who needs to hear this. And if you're listening to the Apple podcast, please also write a review. This helps us to reach more people with our podcasts. All you have to do is um, go and open up our podcasts and scroll all the way down and you'll find a section where you can rate it and write it, um, just write and share a feedback. Mm -hmm. And lastly as well, please prayerfully consider also donating towards our ministry. We can use all, we can use all the help we need financially. You know, like I've mentioned before, what we do requires a team right? More than myself, there's finances that are involved. And so we need your help to continue to do what we're doing and sharing the word of God and helping others find God real in their everyday life. So you can give at livingrevelations.com donations. And if you've been blessed by this, please share with me, you know, how you've been blessed. You can email us at info at livingrevelations.com or message us on social media. So thank you all. God bless. And I'll talk to you guys next time. Bye. Thanks for tuning in. I hope you've enjoyed this podcast and are blessed. Check out our blogs at livingrevelations.com and follow Living Revelations on Facebook and Instagram. 
Don't forget to subscribe and share this podcast to others if you've been blessed. See you all in the next podcast.